Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the field of psychology, it's generally understood that emotional health is often achieved when people discover where they belong. And you belong. But in order to belong, you need to belong to a geographical place. You need a home. Now, whether that home is a house or a city or an apartment or even a, a university or a campus, but you also need more than a geographical place to be. You also need a close human relationship. You need psychological attachments to others. Without this, this sense of being, this close psychological attachment, people suffer. It's probably the worst part of our pandemic and our lockdown. We are suffering because we are separated from one another. First of all, I feel separated as much. I take so much of my worth, so much of my value is wrapped up, so much of my worth is wrapped up in belonging geographically to this spot, to this place, but also being connected to all of you. And I miss you dearly. Now we are aware that the security and the comfort of having a place to call home we all know of those happy thoughts of home, the loving embrace of people who care. Our text comes to us before the Lord's work had been completed here upon earth. But it's evident from the text that he is already looking forward to going home. Undoubtedly, he anticipates the Father's warm and loving embrace when he does return home. He's looking forward to the day when his father will put a, a robe around his shoulders and put a ring upon his finger and put all things under his feet, it will be an absolute joyous occasion, a joyous reunion with the heavenly host singing and the angels swirling. Who wouldn't want to be a part of a reunion like that? But before the reunion can take place, that work of separation has to be completed. If that work of separation isn't completed, then Jesus goes home before his work is finished. And he needs to finish his work. This will involve the restoration of the universe. It will involve rescuing people from their bondage and their slavery to sin. It will involve the crushing of the enemy's head. It will involve winning the war. And yes, it will include death. Jesus' death. Our writer of Hebrews sums up the circle of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension this way. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy... That was set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, only to sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. Acts describes it like this in, in, in chapter 1, verse 9. Talking of the ascension, Paul, or Luke writes, And after he said this, he was taken up before them, before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them, him, from their sight. 
Jesus is back home now. And he is preparing a place for us. And if that place really is for us, then that place is already yours. It is already yours, given to you by the promise and the work of Jesus Christ. And we are going to live with him. We are going to our promised land. The land promised to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. The land created for us by our Lord Jesus Christ. The mansions that he has created. Those are our places already. Jesus has bought this promised land. And he bought this promised land using his own blood. And he bought this promised land at a great price. And he intends for us to get there. His work upon the cross, his resurrection, his ascension is assurance to us that this work has been completed. Reminds me of Exodus. In Exodus, Moses' song of redemption is a song that they sing immediately after God's remarkable rescue from the land of Egypt. At the moment when they sing the song, Israel is still in no man's land. They were a people forsaken. They were a people with no hope of deliverance. They were utterly alone, seemingly abandoned by everybody, including God himself. They had no hope of escape. They had no place to go with only darkness and death, their only prospect. And into the middle of this absolute, utter hopelessness comes a miraculous deliverance. And although Moses was God's prophet and Aaron is Moses' spokesman, it is God who does it. It is the Lord himself that reaches out with a mighty hand and extended arm and rescues them from their affliction. He had had mercy on them. He had heard their cry. He knew their sorrow. And it was God who chose to deliver them. And God was in the cloud that led them out of Egypt. And it was God who led them through the Red Sea as it had parted. And in his song, Moses speaks about a promised land. And he speaks about that promised land as if they were already there. They weren't there yet. But the promise made by God is sure. The song reads, And in your mercy you have led forth your people of whom you have redeemed, and you have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. They weren't there, but they were going. When the promise of God says that you will make it, you will. There was still the wilderness wanderings to go through. But the promised land was already theirs. This Exodus story is a prophecy. It is a prophecy and a foretelling of a greater enslavement and of a greater rescue that God is planning to bring upon humanity. When our, when our first parents, Adam and Eve, fell into sin, the entire universe was plunged into darkness with them. And the garden became a graveyard. And the people wandered aimlessly and alone. They were lost and alienated from God in utter darkness of unbelief. And life had no meaning. And it had no purpose. And it had no journey. I'm so glad that God has changed all that for us. That we know who we are. That we know why we are. We know why we are here. And we know where we are going. We have a place of belonging. 
Moses' song of redemption in Exodus chapter 15 is an Old Testament foreshadowing of God's own deliverance granted unto us Gentiles. Jesus left everything behind to come and to wander aimlessly through our barren wilderness and desert. Foxes have holes and birds have nests to the air, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus' lonely pilgrimage in the wilderness of our world is much more than simply being without an earthly home. Jesus was far from his home. And his exile culminates upon the cross. His exile culminates in that line. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He gives up the Spirit of God. And that work of separation is complete. Remarkable. Christ Jesus never never lost sight of where from whence he had come. And he never lost sight of where his, his real home was. That we do indeed walk through this very wilderness. This present evil age. Filled with sickness and disease and decay. But this is not our end. This is not our end. This is just part of the wandering. This is part of the journey. Not the destination. Jesus knew who he was. The everlasting son of the father. Jesus knew what his purpose was. To reconcile the world unto his father. Jesus knew his destination. At the right hand of the throne of God. And he is there again as God over all. Today we celebrate Easter. We celebrate Easter again as we have for the last several weeks. We celebrate that Christ has returned unto his Father. That he has taken the place that he so rightly deserved. From where he had come for the sake of his Father he has fully and freely forgiven us of our sins. And our search for belonging has come unto a close because we know who we are. And we know to where we are going. Paul tells the Ephesians that God has made us alive with Christ. He has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places with Jesus Christ. To the Corinthians he says... For we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, then we have a building given to us from God, a house not made with human hands, but eternal in the heavens. It's Peter that says we have an inheritance in heaven that has been reserved for us. In him, that place is already ours. Even as we travel through this barren land, even as we combat this disease, we have a place of belonging. In him we have returned unto our father. I'm going to prepare a place for you, he said. He has gone ahead. And he has prepared that place. 
We are like the prodigal sons in that fact. It may be our father's house. But it's our home. A place prepared for us. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There will be celebrations when we arrive. A party in the palace. And at his expense. Our Lord will open his arms, for he waits for us even now. Christ Jesus' resurrection guarantees our resurrection. Jesus' ascension guarantees our ascension. We are no longer aimless. We are no longer alienated. Never to be alone again. Our trust is in he who became homeless that we might have a home. That we might dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks be unto God. In Jesus' name. Amen.